Hello and welcome to Horatio and the Story of the Manor, a podcast by Andrew Davis. Episode 3, Horatio Arrives One of the dogs Winefree had noticed, a female border terrier called Flannel, had got fatter over recent weeks. As he waited and watched that evening in the kitchen, he saw her lie down in her basket as her partner, the male border Spanner, watched and waited with her. But tonight was not to be a typical night. The dark rat seemed to know something was happening, something Winefree knew nothing about. There was an excitement about them as they waited in their holes and behind the walls and cupboards. The cat, Scrag, came and went. There was no animosity between the boarders and Scrag as they'd grown up together and considered themselves family. Winefree noted that Scrag seemed on edge, coming and going, waiting and watching, sniffing and chasing anything she thought might be a rat or rat-related. Then, as Scrag left the room, a noise from the hall caught the bottle's attention and the attention of Spanner, who lifted his head and walked to the door to look. Spanner seemed unwilling to leave Flannel for some reason. Scrag was nowhere to be seen. What happened next left Winefree shocked. He had never seen anything like it before. Suddenly, the room filled with rats, which split into two distinct groups. One group moved around Spanner by the door, while the other group headed for Flannel, who, for some reason, seemed to be unable to do anything except pant and look uncomfortable. In a flash, Spanner attacked the rats around him as the other rats moved towards Flannel, intent on taking from her something Winefree could never have imagined. For, from Flannel, the most amazing thing Winefree had ever seen was coming, a tiny version of herself and Spanner, a miniature and apparently completely helpless dog. The rats wanted the miniature dog to rip it to pieces and eat it. Winefree didn't think, he reacted. He was a creature of darkness. The darkness had given him life, but he was also a creature of light. He was a creature of the moon, the same cold wolf moon that beamed through the window this very night, revealing a scene before him of Spanner fighting for his life and the other rats bounding towards Flannel and her helpless miniature dog. Winefree found himself zipping through the air as his long, powerful legs thrust him towards the helpless Flannel, who could do little more than growl and snap at the approaching rats. The sharpened poker was in Winefree's hand. Then it was through the back and heart of the largest of all the dark rats attacking Flannel, the one that was about to snatch the miniature dog intent on ripping it apart. At Winefree's unexpected intervention, the other rats paused, unsure what had happened or how to react. They had assumed the wine bottle would keep out of it, like it had for the last year. They had also thought that it was like them, a creature of the darkness, but now they realised they were very wrong, that this thing was dangerous. That moment's pause gave Winefree all the time he needed to pass between the rest of the rats as he pulled his weapon out of the dead rat and let its body slump to the floor. Then he stood in front of a rather shocked flannel who had never even noticed the wine bottle before. The bloody battle of the other rats and Spanner continued. Spanner was holding his own now. There were dead rats around him, but he was bleeding quite badly and could not help. That had always been the dark rat's plan, to distract and detain Spanner while they stole the miniature dog from the seemingly helpless flannel. No one could have predicted the intervention of Winefree, and if it hadn't been for him, the miniature dog would already be dead, ripped to pieces and food for the rats. 
the moment's shock passed, and the rats around Flannel, fuelled by a new rage at the thwarting of their plans, attacked again, determined to get their prize. Winefree's poker sword, sharpened and thinned, flashed faster than the eye could see, and as the carnage continued, the wolf moon silently, but not disinterestedly, looked down and shone on the scene of the fight, a fight to the death, and it especially watched the little puppy, born at midnight and defended by a wine bottle, which came from darkness. Each time the rats advanced, Winefree's poker sword left more dead and others wounded. Meanwhile, the snarling and barking of the fight with Spanner had started to wake up the people in the manor, as voices could be heard, but help would not arrive quickly enough. So the carnage continued, with Winefree protecting the Lady Flannel and her helpless miniature dog with everything he had. The rats were creatures of darkness. They were far wiser than your average rat. So quickly they realised they couldn't defeat Winefree one by one. They had to attack as a group. Multiple times, Winefree was knocked to the hard ground, and he could feel cracks, something his gut told him were very bad. But that would have to wait, because he knew that what he was doing was more important than his own life. So after each clattering to the floor, he leapt back to help Flannel protect the miniature dog. More rats left, bloodied and wounded, and some were killed until one last attack by the rats sent Winefree flying against the stone wall, and he heard the crashing of broken glass. But even this would not stop him. He could hardly move, but forced himself on, to get between the rats and the little one. But it was no use. Flannel was being held down. The rats were almost at the little one. Winefree had nothing left. His life was literally draining out. So, with the last of his strength, he plunged himself forward and fell between the attackers and the little one. Then, light... More light than it seemed possible flooded the room. At that, the rats raced away, and Winefree was vaguely aware of Spanner rushing over, covered in blood, and a flannel reaching for the little one. The light didn't stop, but intensified more and more powerfully until Winefree closed his eyes, which had almost been ripped off as the rats tore at his label. He knew it was his end. He knew he couldn't continue, but there was a strange peace in that, even so. He had done all he could. He had helped to save the little one, and that was enough as the light started to seem to fade. But then it didn't. Instead, a voice called out to him, Winefree. He didn't even know anyone else knew his name. But as it spoke his name, so a little life seemed to return, and the light grew stronger again. Winefree. The voice spoke his name a second time, and even more strength flowed back into him. Then a third time, but this time with much more tenderness than he had ever known. My dear, dear Winefree, the voice said. As it spoke, he felt something he had not known before. The gentle touch of something, someone, who loved him more than mere words could express. At the touch, Winefree felt his strength fully return, and his eyes opened. Not only did his strength return, but his label reattached to its place. Becoming untorn again and free from scratches, his eyes could fully redraw so that he could once again see everything around himself. He was lying next to the miniature dog in Flannel's basket. Around him lay the bodies of several giant rats. Flannel and Spanner were looking at him with great concern in their eyes, yet, incredible as that was, it wasn't what grabbed his attention and wouldn't let go. Instead, 
Right beside him was a lady more beautiful than he had ever seen, emanating a wonderful, gentle light that filled the whole kitchen. Her hand was on him and wasn't about to let go. Then the lady spoke, not to Winefrey at first, but to Flannel and Spanner. "'My dear ones,' she started, "'don't be fearful. I will give you all the protection you need for yourself and for your little one until he can defend himself.' He will be brave and extraordinary, and he will make you very proud, although there will be a time when you will be separated from him, but don't worry, he will be watched over and loved. Flannel and Spanner looked at each other and the little dog, and from what Winefrey could tell, seemed to understand every word the Lady of Light spoke to them. Then the Lady of Light spoke to Winefrey again, he felt a bit silly at this point, having called himself Sir Winefrey before, and thought it best not to say anything. The lady had still not removed her hand from Winefrey, who was starting to feel a little uncomfortable. Winefrey, she said again, you have shown that even though you came from darkness, you are a creature of light, and I know that you will be the one who will bring freedom when the times have reached their fullness, and the darkness seems to have won, so I will give you a gift to help you on your journey. As she spoke, Winefrey felt her hand growing warmer, as it seemed to become even brighter as it held him. This is what I give you. While you will still have a weakness, it will not be your body or your wonderful face. As she talked about his face, there was a twinkle in her eye. Winefrey wasn't at all sure that she was completely serious when she used the word wonderful. You will fight and fall, but now you need not fear that your body will fail you as it did here. You gave your body to save this puppy, Horatio. As she said this, Flannel and Spanner looked at each other. Apparently, the name of the puppy was already decided. Now I will give you all you need to be a protector. At the right time, you will leave, and we will seem lost until you come back to set us free. But until that time comes, set the manor free from the remaining dark rats. It's going to be hard. Flannel and Spanner and eventually Horatio will help, along with another. And when it is done, then the next chapter of your adventure will begin. The moments that followed seemed disconnected from what had just happened. Suddenly the light in the lady dimmed, then the door flew open, the ordinary electric lights flashed on, and the room started to fill with people. Winefrey found himself moved quickly and carefully to the edge of the room by the lady, to a place where he could watch and escape unseen. As she walked back to the dogs, the Lady of Light, now thoroughly dimmed, as dimmed as all the other humans, looked a little shaken, as if she had just seen the dead rats for the first time. Another older woman came and comforted her, and Winefrey was sure that this older lady, that the others called Rosebury, had seen him although she did nothing more than look and seemed to nod in his direction. Then the ugliest child imaginable ran into the room. Quite what age it was, Winefrey couldn't tell, but as he came in, it ran past the dead rats and over to Flannel and Spanner, hugging them and looking horrified at the cuts on them both. The older woman was already getting things together to deal with their wounds. Then the ugly child saw what the Lady of Light had called the puppy, and the most revolting look swept across his face, and as the wolf moon continued to shine down on them both, watching and waiting, the ugly child held the little puppy, while Flannel looked on, apparently unconcerned. 
Winefree was amazed that they let this wickedly ugly child hold the puppy. Still, the Lady of Light was there, even though she seemed to have forgotten who she was. So somehow he knew it would be okay. As he started to leave, another child appeared, a girl about the same age as the ugly boy, who seemed to be somewhat alarmed by all the dead rats. So instead of going to the puppy, she walked over to the Lady of Light and snuggled into her, while keeping a close eye on the puppy and the ugly child. The last thing Winefrey heard as he walked away, fully recovered and ready to do what the Lady of Light had asked, was from the ugly child. He heard the boy say in a rather nasally and whiny voice, Mummy! Daddy! He must have been talking to the other ugly humans who had come into the room with him and were looking rather concerned at the mess. I will name him Horatio Fleming McNaughty, the Border Terrier. Thanks for listening to Horatio and the Story of the Manor, a Tale to Tell media production. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to leave a review. You can do this on the app you're listening through or head over to iTunes and leave it there. A five-star review helps other people find the show. For social media links, support the show, or to get in touch, visit the website, horatio.one. Until next time, I'm Andrew Davis. Thank you.